I, I forgive a little bit of self-promotion, but I released a, TED, a TEDx talk I did a few months ago, got released, and you were commenting under it. But the thing you mentioned right. was really, really fascinating was this dark night of the soul, which I think when we're talking about people who look at the information for what it is and then try to really think about, well, what what the hell is actually happening? What does this actually mean? Like, okay, so just recently a report came out that there's like, the the ice in the antarctic is is disappearing at an accelerating rate i mean it's there there's all of these various data points that one can look at and if you look at the bigger picture you're saying well this planet's undergoing massive changes well what does that mean for me as a person and for my family and for humanity as a whole i mean what does it what does it actually mean and um that really can put someone in a very uh i guess the, the term is the dark night of the soul right this sort of this that's the term I use. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of. I mean, I didn't. I certainly didn't come up with that phrase, but it's the right. phrase I turn to because I think it perfectly captures mm-hmm. what what journey is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think many people don't want to go through that experience, but um, I wouldn't even say that I. Regarding this type of information, I don't think you ever get over it. It's not like you. It's like you have that phase of. I guess, introspection, depression, grief, but you never really come out of it completely, but you do find a way to maybe work with it in a way. And and then maybe art, like with your writing and and maybe with me, I do podcasts, I I guess is my way of coping with this this information because it's really too big to really get a handle on. So for me, I'm just like, well, I want to talk to a bunch of people about it and I want to make people more aware of it. For you, you're like, well, how can we use stories to process this information as well? Like, let's contemplate what it actually means to be a human being, to be enamored by stories, and to want to tell stories. How does this event that's unfolding fit into your passion in particular? So I guess I would ask you that. So like, how how does the Dark Knight of the Soul, this processing of this information fit into your passion and and what you want to do with your writing? Well, I'm so glad you you asked that because... um... Initially, when I was really in the thick of it, I was really depressed. I had done all of this research, um, and I think it was, I can't remember if it was prior to Trump being elected or after, where I really wanted to ask myself, I was I was looking to do another no- novel project too, and I've, I've started another novel. I was just like, what is worth, what matters right now? What stories really need to be told? And in asking that, I had to really ask myself, well, and why are things so screwed up? What is going on? (laughs) You know, just what, what is the state, what is going on? And I haven't watched mass media for years. And I've, I've certainly done my amount of research for my first book on, you know, I, this, what the CIA has been up to neoliberal economic policies, all of those things. So I was up on that. And then I, I really was wanting to know what was up with climate change. And I started to research that. And initially, uh, you know, if you just read the mainstream articles, it's like, oh, maybe it's not that bad. They end on a lot of hope at the bottom and they quote the 2100 a lot, at least. And this was a couple of years ago. They've gotten more dire. But and and then I um, dug a little bit deeper and I spent more time on like fizz.org and, you know, the the science journals. And then I think um you know, just just different people's podcasts, and I came about. I did come through the to through the, you know, 
Guy McPherson's site as a sort of a sort of like a way station. Yeah. <laughs> but by that point, I had already, as a critical thinker, sort of put my detective map out and was Googling, you know, what is peak oil, resource depletion, all of these things. And I was like, we're screwed, man. <laughs> you know, I can't, yeah. the rational person in me is like, oh, we're, re- you know, we're really done. Like, it's just, we're done. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I pummeled into that whole, dar- that, that journey. And when I was really in the thick of it, really depressed, I was like, you know, what does it matter? Do I even write anymore? Is, is there a point? to this because it's a lot of hard work to write fiction, literary fiction. It's not easy. You're talking a sacrifice of time, research, very little to no money. Right, um, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, do, do people even read this stuff? Do you know how many people even care if I'm going to write a, a book that sells a few thousand copies? Um, what do I want to do with my time left? And, um, Ultimately, though, I came out of that and you do come, I can't, I mean, you, as you said, I think you, you don't ever really, um, it doesn't ever go away from you, even when you are further into the acceptance phase. Um, but you do learn how to manage it more. And I would imagine it's, it's what someone who's been given the diagnosis of a terminal illness goes, goes through that you are still living, you know, and, and I think on the outside, we often question that when friends and family members get cancer or something, well, how are they still working? How are they still, well, they have to, you know, they, they go through this. This is what they, this they go through, I would imagine. And we're just going through it prematurely as, you know, otherwise healthy, uh, adults in our prime. And, what really came out for me was that um, there was a shift and my life became less about all of these things that I thought were important. Like, although I love to travel, I realized that travel is really a sort of secondary, um, you know, pursuit. It's not, it's not as important as I, as I uh, had made it out to be. Um, and, and if it's really more about people, it's about the relationships we have, having good relationships and, um, and be, how, and asking how can I be of service to others? I really felt differently. I came to a whole different approach um, about my work um, that I think had to happen. That for me it was part of um, the growth I needed to do. My, the growth that I've needed to do as a person and as a writer it really can't be separated. Those are two things that um, are fused together, really. So, so it's, it's interesting that, um, for the next, whatever the next phase will be of my writing, whatever time I have left, um, it's going, I, I'm coming from that place of asking what are the stories that people need to hear? And I feel like the stories we've had throughout the 20th century, um, they're not going to be the stories that are going to serve us for this new period of time, even if it's a short period, um, and so what, what are the stories we need to hear? I think we need to, and, and if they're not going to be stories about false hope, you know, so what lies beyond hope um, without mm-hmm. being too grim? Sure, right. <laughs> or, 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 facing, or facing real, really uh, grim circumstances. Well, um, I think it's finding that whatever experiences human beings have gone through, um, along with the darkness, there are are stories of, of 
people acting upon their higher selves, um, there, there always is that interplay. Um, it kind of reminds me of watching Mount Kilauea erupt and here's this incredible destruction. Also, I'm, I'm always caught by surprise of the hypnotic beauty of watching that lava. Oh yeah. There's, it's just, it's just so strange. This, this paradox, um, and I think that that can be true, too, of, of the stories that I feel compelled to tell of, of how um, of, of people uh, maybe surprising each other and along with brutality that people will, will also help each other.